Good evening, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas. My name is Jocelyn Cavadini. I'm the children's director here at the Mill Church. And at this time, I would like you to come up and any kiddos, come up and join my friends, Jalen and Eva and Jacob, who I already have up here. And you can actually have a seat on the floor or in the front row there on the chairs. And I get the rocking chair because I have a story to read to you all. Um, Maddie, who gets the rocking chair? Nice try. And also, please notice, everybody, when these kids come up here, please notice how beautifully they are dressed. Look at the nice shirt and the frilly dresses and the bows that the girls are wearing. Very nice. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us. Jacob, you can sit there right, up, right where you're standing, okay? You can sit by your friends and listen to the story. You, Merry Christmas, guys. You all look beautiful. Nora, did you get all dressed up special for Christmas? You look so nice. And Maddie, I like the bow in your hair. Okay, boys and girls, I have a story to read to you. If you can hear me, clap once. Good job. I have a story to read to you tonight. A story about a Christmas tree. Do any of you have Christmas trees in your house? Oh, wow, a lot of you do. Well, when you listen to this story, I want you to be thinking about your own Christmas tree, and it might make you think a little bit differently about your Christmas tree, okay? All right, so the story's called Jesus, Me, and My Christmas Tree. And if you can't see my pictures in the book, where can you look? How cool is that? They're up on the screen. Look at my beautiful Christmas tree with dazzling lights that twinkle at me. I hung all the ornaments up and down and twisted the garland around and around. My tree tells a story of long, long ago from the star on the top to the presence below. When God in his mercy and wonderful love sent his son Jesus from heaven above. My tree has angels with robes of white. The angels appeared on Christmas night. To tell the shepherds of Jesus' birth, glory to God and peace on the earth. This is the manger Christ used for a bed, for he was born in a stable shed. When shepherds hurried to see where he lay, they found baby Jesus asleep on the hay. The star on my tree, like the star in the sky, points us to Jesus, our Lord from on high. As wise men travel, traveled with gifts from afar, they found baby Jesus under the star. These are the bells that ring loud and clear to spread the good news so all can hear. That Jesus was born, our Savior and King. He is the reason we worship and sing. The lights on my tree that shine in the night help me to see by making things bright. Just like Jesus shows us the way to love one another, to trust and obey. The pretty presents are fun to share to show friends and family how much we care. They help us remember blessings God sends, as day after day his love never ends. My Christmas tree story is simple but true. 
for all those who seek him will find Jesus too. So as you gather around your tree, remember that Christ came for you, for you, and for me. Yes, for you too. All right. Thank you, boys and girls, for sitting so nicely. I want you to find your way back to your moms or dads or nanas or grandmas and grandpas. And grown-ups, again, look how beautiful these children look. And go sit down quietly. Thank you, boys and girls. child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her. God's chosen to bless you, and you'll become pregnant, and you'll have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. He will be great. He'll be called the Son of the Most High. But Mary asked the angel, How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy, and he'll be called the Son of God. While Mary was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, being a good man decided to break off the engagement quietly as not to disgrace her. And as he considered this, an angel appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary, for the child in her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she'll have a son. And you're to name him Jesus, for he'll save 
his people from their sins. And all of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Behold, the virgin will conceive a child and she'll give birth to a son and he'll be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. 700 years before Jesus Christ, the prophecy was written. So when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel had commanded him. He brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until her son was born. And at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken of the entire Roman Empire and all returned to their towns to be registered. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he went to David's ancient home, Bethlehem. And he traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and took with him Mary, who was great with child. And while they were there, it came time for Jesus' birth. And she laid him in a manger. That night, there were shepherds in the fields outside, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of, of great joy, and it's for everyone. A Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you'll recognize him. You'll find him lying in a manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes. And then the angel was joined by an army of angels praising God and saying, peace, goodwill on earth to men. The angels left. And the shepherds said to each other, come, let's, let's go to Bethlehem and see this wonderful Thing that's happened which the Lord has told us about so they ran to the village and they found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger and the shepherds told everybody what had happened and they were all astonished but Mary were told kept these things in her heart and they returned to their fields praising God Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem during the reign of King Herod. And at that time, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star that arose in the sky and we've come to worship him. Herod was disturbed by their line of questioning as was most in the city and he called a meeting of religious people and he said where do the prophets say this messiah will be born well in bethlehem they said for this is what the prophet wrote oh bethlehem of judea you're not just some lowly village for a ruler will come out of you who will be the shepherd for my people israel it was quoted from Micah 5, verse 2. In 2 Samuel 5, verse 2, both written 700 years before Jesus' birth. 
So Herod sent a message to these wise men asking them to come and see him. And it was at this meeting that he learned the exact time when they'd seen the star. And so he told them, hey, hey, go to Bethlehem. Search diligently for this child. And when you find him, come and tell me that I may go and worship him too. After this meeting, the wise men went on their way and once again the the star appeared to guide them to Bethlehem and it went ahead of them and it stopped over the place where the child was and when they saw the star, they were filled with joy and they entered the house where the child and his mom were and they worshipped him and they opened chests of frankincense and gold and myrrh But when it was time to leave, they snuck out another way because God had warned them in a dream not to return to the evil Herod. And after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mom. Stay there until I tell you because Herod will try and kill the child. In that very night, Joseph left under the cover of darkness to Egypt with with Mary and the baby and stayed there until Herod's death. And this fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, out of Egypt have I called my son. Of course, Herod was furious. When he'd learned that he'd been outwitted, he sent soldiers to slaughter, if you could imagine this, all the baby boys in and around Bethlehem of two years age and under because the wise men had told him that that's when the star first appeared. Then later when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, get up, take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All who wish to murder the child are by now dead. And Joseph obeyed. He arose and they re-entered Israel. But when he'd heard that Herod's son had assumed a throne, he was afraid to go. But then Joseph was directed in yet another dream to go to the hills of Galilee. And on arriving, he settled in the village of Nazareth, this fulfilling The words of the prophets, he, Jesus, shall be called a Nazarene. For God so loved the world that he gave his only and begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And this is the story. Christmas. So, Father, we thank you on this beautiful night for sending your Son, knowing he would suffer, knowing he would brutally die. 
knowing that he would become a man to save men and women and children. We thank you for sending Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you for the beauty of the nativity, the story of of poor blue-collar workers being heralded by by angels, by by messengers from the throne of, of heaven, and astute scholars being escorted along by, of all things, a star. It's just a crazy, wondrous, marvelous story. And we thank you that the baby some 30 years, 33 years later would would do what Martin Luther described as the great exchange, take on himself all ugliness, all of our ungodliness, all of our sin, all the selfish stuff that we have conceived and engaged in and committed ourselves to, and that it would be crucified with him on the cross, from cradle to cross. And that in exchange for that, Jesus gave us his holiness, his perfection, that in the sight of God, we can walk out of here with a clean conscience because we know that he loves us and is preparing a home for us in heaven. We thank you for all of this. We deserve none of it. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. On behalf of the Mill Church, uh, I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas. On behalf of Shan and I, who just received this morning at about 10 a.m. our very last Amazon package. To wrap tonight, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We're so delighted you've joined us. We've had four services as crowded, if not more crowded, than than this one, which we did not expect. It's just been an amazing time to reconnect with people and meet new faces. This band has sung their teeth out of their mouths. Thank you, band, for committing to four services this year. Let's give them a round of applause. And and I just want to um, say this to uh, those of you who may have yet to make this a part of your family Christmas. I want to invite you to open the word of God before your gift giving this year and read to your family Luke chapter 2. Roughly half to two-thirds of the way through, once you get to the baby Jesus circumcision, you'll want to stop. It's kind of awkward from that point forward. But take it up until that point and, and marvel as we did tonight in the unpredictability of the birth of God.
It really is jaw-dropping. And let that be the standard. Don't succumb to credit card swiping and bustle and bigger and better gifts. Just let the standard of your home be Jesus. And I'd also say one more thing. We have a lot of people um, who visit with us this time of year who we, for a number of reasons, um, may never see again. And while, while we may not know each other, I would not be a friend to you if I didn't just invite you to become a Christian tonight. You may have been on the fence for years. How beautiful it would be on Christmas Eve of all dates to accept finally and, and believe in a literally born, literally died, literally buried, literally, literally resurrected Savior. And to confess your sins to him, ask for his forgiveness, and inherit heaven. That's what he promises to those of us who believe. And I just want to give you that opportunity this evening. I'm going to invite the band to come at this time. And I'll tell you this while they're coming. Uh, I had a little girl give me a beautiful drawing yesterday during the service of camels with knotty knees and shepherds progressively traveling across this little, it's actually one of those little scratch pads that you have in front of you that says the Mill Church on it, across the little scratch pad and all the way up in the top corner is the manger with the baby and you can see the hay poking out. And it just hit me like this is how our kids see Christmas. Like why have we adults just lost its simplicity and beauty and become so darn commercialized. And I would hope that we would be able to together tonight as we light candles and continue to sing Silent Night um, first and then also Oh Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, which is a tradition here in one of my favorite hymns that we might adore God, that we might just let it all go, whatever you got baking or cooking or whoever you got coming over to your home, who, whoever you're in a sibling rivalry or conflict or an in-law just explosion, just leave it all out there and just breathe in the goodness of the Christmas story. So if you'll bow your head for a moment before we sing, I'd just like to ask, is there anybody here who's yet to become a Christian? And, and in the privacy of your seat, would just want to acknowledge, I believe in Jesus. I want to follow him. Would you just slip your hand up so I can see it? Just lift it now. We've had many people come to faith in services like this one. Is that you tonight? Would you like to express belief in Christ tonight? Anybody at all? 
Anybody? Give you just another moment. Lord, I pray that the peace that's in this room right now and the silence is a symbol of the silence and peace in every human heart that's here. I pray that a reassurance is is in the heart of every person here, Lord. And, And if there are those who are lost or who have yet to profess belief or who are straddling this faith or who are angry or maybe have let their view of their own dad be projected onto you. Maybe they see you as as abusive in some way or manipulative. Lord, I just pray that the simplicity of the story would return to our minds and that we would see you as the loving father that you are that you love the world so much that you gave your only son, Jesus, so that whosoever believes might inherit heaven and eternal life. That's your promise. We thank you for it. We're, we're grateful tonight, Lord. And I just pray for those who have yet to walk on this journey of faith with you that you'd move them a little farther along the spectrum tonight, that the needle might be bumped in the name of Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would do something tonight and speak to them and tell them of your graciousness toward them, of your deep love for them. We pray. We love you, Lord. You're awesome. What a beautiful night. In Jesus' name.